Alrighty. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another uh, Creative Mentor podcast with me, Lauren, your Creative Mentor. And this is about week three. We've been going through things, and uh, that is relevant because what we talked about last week will kind of flow into what we're going to talk about this week, um, which is how do you find a job and what are your job options when looking? And just as a quick reminder before we dive into our uh, subject here is that um, I'm your creative mentor and you should always vet the sources for people who are offering you advice and that includes me. And this is a podcast that is spirited in my own experience of going to art school and nobody freaking taught me how to navigate any of this. And so being so frustrated with that I'm sure I'm not the only one, and I want to help all of you out there who are going through something similar, especially now in a really tumultuous time, because we're dealing with a pandemic. And currently, uh, today, or recently, who knows, um, the GameStop thing was happening. So who even knows what the stock market looks like, and who even knows what that is? But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, this is rooted in a way to give you all free resources and at least a barometer by listening to a creative talk about how to navigate a creative career in corporate America. I work in advertising. I love my day job. I do this at night. If you're watching me on YouTube, welcome to my room. And um, the lighting gets all messed up because I, I literally do this at night and I'm testing out lighting things and just, you know, we're all DIYers. I'm a millennial. I can't um, quit the hustle. <laughs> so um, th th that's where this all comes from. Um, this podcast is also loosely based off of a curriculum that I wrote with the AIGA, which is a design and illustration uh, organization. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but that experience of being a mentor to uh, kids straight out of school, people wanting to pivot their career, um, really gave me a glimpse in how little people are taught these really necessary skills for navigating being a creative in capitalism. And that is a complex thing I just said, being a creative in capitalism. And we'll touch on that subject some other time because it's kind of an oxymoron sometimes. But today we're going to focus on what it takes to get hired and what your resources are. Um, and next week, I'll just tell you right up front, we're going to talk about portfolios and portfolio reviews and how people who are hiring you for jobs view your portfolio and what you need in there. So that's next. So get ready. So first, what I kind of want to talk about is, um, so last week we also talked about making creativity something lucrative for you. And I encouraged you all to go through an exercise where you asked yourself the question of why do you want to be a creative in an industry? And what does success and what does being lucrative in your creative career mean for you? Because it can mean a lot of different things because it's a subjective question and a subjective answer. So hopefully you spent some time thinking about that because I just think it'll give you a foundation to build the rest of all of this off of instead of just getting overwhelmed with all this information I'm about to dive in for you. If you know why you're doing it, where you want to go with it, and 
uh, what you want to try even. You don't have to know all the answers, but just like knowing kind of what you're good at, setting yourself up in your own natural ability and skill set and preference, this is going to help you to this step, which will help you to the next one. So all of that in mind, um, there's a couple of options you have, but most of us probably look for work online by ourselves. And we all know looking for a full-time job is a full-time job. So you can definitely still go those routes for sure. Um, You know, you can look on Indeed, you can look on Monster, you can even look on ZipRecruiter, you can look on LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and I'll tell you why in a little bit. Um, But uh, sifting through all of those job descriptions, job titles, necessary skills, we've all been there. It's really exhausting. And there's a lot of recruiters online who build content similar to mine that are really specific about how your cover letter works and whether they matter or not and how your resume works and um, all of kind of the tips and tricks that go into that. And that is absolutely relevant to us to a certain extent. But on the other side of that coin, when you're applying to creative work, it's a little bit different. And when you're merging resume crap and being creative in a creative department, whether that's for a brand, a company, an agency, whatever you're looking for, uh, if you're not going to go into business yourself as a small business owner, So even as a freelancer, going through this whole rigmarole, it's a lot. And we all kind of know by now that a lot of the major brands that are desirable to work for or larger companies that might have perks for us that are really attractive, um, as in like 401k, health benefits, you know, mental health uh, resources, these things we find value in, um, they have robots that scan everything and when your resume is actually designed because it's a part of the expectation of the job that your resume is laid out correctly by design standards and all of that stuff that that shit can't scan your resume most of the time to save your life and um, working your resume design into a way where robots can scan it like hurts your soul a little bit. So <laughs> we all have kind of been in that struggle and uh, I've definitely gotten stuck on it a couple of times. And that's not to say it doesn't work because I definitely know plenty of creatives who get jobs the old-fashioned way of doing it themselves. But I want you to know that there's a- another option that I wasn't aware of until um, I actually made the move to Chicago three years ago from Michigan, where nobody's paid for design. So uh, unless you're in the auto industry, which is a tricky industry to break into, got to be honest. So um, the other option is that there are creative temp agencies for people. And that goes for a lot of different types of creative professions. And uh, something that's very unique about that, they definitely have pros and cons just like everything else. Just like applying to all those jobs yourself has pros and cons, so do temp agencies for creatives. But a couple of pros that come with it is one, it's somebody's job to find your contract for you and you just have to have the right toolbox for them to help you find that job. And two... 
that you have someone to bounce ideas off of and someone who can negotiate your rates for you. You kind of have a buffer between the business part of being a creative. And if you're like me when I first moved here, I wanted to kind of do a couple of contracts to really like push the envelope of my experience and what I wanted to gain experience in. So I wasn't really committed to a company. And I think that gets really scary for a lot of us because once we actually find like a job somewhere, it feels really hard to leave. It's really easy to get Stockholm syndrome in it and all of that. And so what these agencies do is they kind of take all of that out of the equation and then they manage the business for you, which puts something worthwhile in there. And there are going to be other subjects coming up, like how to negotiate a raise, how to deal with taxes, the salary numbers that I kind of touched on last week. I'm going to get way more into the details about what I'm about to say in those things. But another good thing to consider about using temp agencies to give you contract work, essentially, is the way that you would file your taxes at the end of the year. And if you're a student and you've never really had to deal with taxes before, don't get freaked out by all of this information. But I'm going to try to break it down really simply for you. So when you get into the workforce, you have to pay income tax. And most of the time when you're working, it's just automatically taken out of your paycheck. And then you file your taxes at the end of the year, whether you do it yourself with TurboTax or you use H&R Block or whatever you're doing. Maybe your family has a tax guy. That's awesome. But either way, it's something we all in the working world have to do. We have to file our taxes. And so most of the time, we don't really have super complex taxes until you get into a certain tax bracket. And that does matter after a while. And I'll get into it in a minute. But when you're filing your taxes because you hold a job, if you're a contractor jumping from contract to contract to contract, you have just that many more pieces of paperwork to keep track of to file your taxes at the end of the year. And that's not bad. It's just something else to keep track of. So typically when you do contract work, if you're an independent contractor or freelancer and maybe you take on the clients only you want to and that's awesome, but at the end of the year, uh, you've had no company to hold your taxes for you or you've had no company paying your taxes for you and taking it out of your paycheck because that's a major draw for companies to hire contractors. They don't have to pay tax on your income. That burden is on you. They don't have to manage it for you. Um, so that's something that temp agencies can typically manage for you. So the way that it can work, not all agencies work this way, but the way that it can work is that temp agencies find work for you and you agree or disagree and they negotiate your rates for you and yada yada and it's really awesome because you don't have to do it and they'll um, quote unquote hire you to their temp agency. So technically you're their employee that they're essentially renting out to companies and what's cool about that is at the end of the year, you could have worked for four different companies that year on contract for a couple of months at a time, but you're just going to have that one W-2 to file as you had one job employed at that agency doing all of that work for other companies. And that is possible because companies pay agencies fees 
to work with them. And what's a benefit for companies in that way is that a lot of the times hiring creatives or hiring people in general, depending how big your company is, is a job on top of somebody else's job. So it's not someone's sole purpose at a company to find people to hire. It's typically the burden of a director who's also doing their job to find people to fill slots for jobs they need done. So agencies also take that burden off of them because they already know the creatives being sent to the company have been vetted by the agency, have a certain quality of work from the agency, and they just have to look at someone's portfolio and interview them to see if they fit company culture, depending how long your um, contract is, to get to work. It, it skips a bunch of steps for everybody, and everyone kind of wins there. You know what I mean? So that is an option that's out there. And another thing to keep in mind with temp agencies is depending where you live, like for me, for example, living in a big city like Chicago, temp, oh, excuse me, temp agencies have the back keys, the keys to the back door, rather, uh, to major brands that work in the city. And Chicago is a big sports city. And depending on your goals, working in advertising for sports is a pretty big get. And it's difficult to do it by yourself, especially when you move somewhere and you don't know anyone and you don't know have have you don't have a network like I didn't. So these are perks to what these sort of creative temp agencies are. And if you go over to the Patreon, I'm gonna put a bunch of links to temp agencies that I have worked with or I know people have worked with that have had positive responses and reactions uh, with um, or interactions with. And that will go for like people who are like graphic designers like me, motion graphics, um, project management, so creative admin stuff, all of that. I'll put that resource together for free. You don't have to be a tiered sponsor for the Patreon to access those links, but just head over there if that's something that interests you to kind of poke around and look. Um, agencies can also sometimes offer you very basic health benefits. Um, so these are all kind of perks to that. So all of that sounds awesome, right? So like, what are the drawbacks? The drawback is that they're going to take a portion of your contract wages. And that, depending on where you place your value, could be something to consider. So just as a rough example, um, let's say I'm working for an agency and I get uh, $40 an hour working on whatever for 36 to 40 hours a week and my contracts for four months. Um, what's really happening is the agency probably negotiated the company I'm going to go work for to pay $120 an hour and I only see 40 of it and my agent slash the agency gets the rest. So really another drawback for some companies while they're paying for the um, burden to be taken off of somebody to uh, find a hire, they're paying more for you as a contractor than maybe they need to as if they had hired you. Because let's say you're getting paid $40 an hour, you're that's probably closer to like 73, 75k a year for depending your experience. We went over that a little bit last week. If you're a 50th percentile, which means you're you're not a newbie, but you're not a senior and you're hovering kind of in that $65,000, a year wage, if a company is shelling out $120,000 for you, it could be cheaper to hire you 
at $73,000 a year. You know what I mean? So that's something that everybody weighs. And if it's temporary and things are moving too fast and it's in their budget, maybe all of that's fine. And if you're fine with that, like for me in my own experience, I was fine with the hourly wage I got because it was really livable for me. And in the end, I negotiated being hired at one of the companies I was temping at because I really enjoyed it. And then all of that happened. We'll get into that story as it's relevant for an example later, but that's what they can do for you. So if you're like me and you wanted to move from one state to another, it was a really great resource while I worked my other job prepared to move to have someone just call me up and say, hey, are you available for XYZ interview? Are these companies interested, interesting to you? These are the hourly rates we can get for you. How do you feel? And you go, yes, thanks. I'll be there. La la la. And you show up. That's awesome. So I recommend it if you are a little lost and you don't really know what you're doing quite yet and you don't really know what kind of work you want and you're looking to experiment, I feel like that's a very, very good viable option for a lot of people. And it's really nice to just have an agent negotiate your rate for you and to tell you what the market is looking for, Um, which goes into the portfolio review a little bit more next week. But like we work in an age of digital. It's the digital age. And there are some print jobs. I'm not going to say certain kind of work does and doesn't exist because we all know now, however niche you end up being, there is a place for you because the internet exists and it's a super niche place. But um, digital work is king right now. Your portfolio should be digital. You should have a digital footprint as a creative. People should be able to find what you're working on all the time by being able to Google your name or figure it out. So um having an agent to be really candid with especially while you're new and like learning everything like it's kind of like being financially literate you only know if you're learning about it and talking to someone who knows what they're talking about that's how these temp agents can be for you so i just really pitched the shit out of that for everybody (laughs) but like really look into it and see if it's an option that you feel is right for you Otherwise, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it the quote-unquote old-fashioned way where you're just popping around the internet and just looking for job postings as they come up and following other recruiters' content that it is has great advice for reaching out to people and connecting with people and all of that. So that's where I'm going to get into LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, if you're not familiar, um, is essentially a business social media website, uh, which sounds really weird to say, but it's essentially a website where you can fill out your resume and just be available to people. And I love LinkedIn and it because it's not really complicated and you don't have to check it every day. But if you're just present on it, liking things, following stuff and poking around and making your feed something relevant to you, just like all social media, it's really going to help you as you grow in your career or pivot your career. And so I think LinkedIn should serve as your quote unquote master resume. We all know that resumes, rule of thumbs, they should just be one page. But after a while, we all have more than one page of experience. And if you're keeping up with your portfolio regularly, you're going to have multiple pages that you want to showcase in certain jobs that you wouldn't really be able to call out on your resume. 
So I treat LinkedIn like my master resume. Any job I've ever had that's relevant to my profession is on there. Any promotion I have, on there. Any accolade I've ever gotten at a job, on there. Any volunteer experience I've done that's relevant to my job, on there. And every year I ask for someone I've worked with or someone I've gone to school with, what whoever I have, just once a year, I ask for them to write a recommendation because there's a section on it for it. So what that does, if you are all of a sudden found in a situation where you need to find a job and you weren't expecting to need to do that, you have references, you have recommendations from people, everyone can see where that person works and how you guys worked together and that they should follow that recommendation. They can see everything you've worked on, they can see where you volunteer and spend your time and they get a really well-rounded picture of you if they end up on your LinkedIn looking around. And if you're using your LinkedIn right as a creative, you're going to be linking everyone to where you want them to see. So currently, my current position is listed on my LinkedIn, and it shows that I've done a lot of um, creative strategy, and I've been a lead designer on a lot of projects, and that's going to be very important to me in the future because my 2021 goal is to get either a title promotion or a raise or both. So being able to point to these things and keeping track of my own stats on this website as they casually happen is great. And then every job I've ever been to, whether I was a freelancer or it was just where I worked, I would, when I met someone, I would go home that night or I would go back to my desk. It depends what scenario we're in. And I would connect with them and then you get to keep track of if they leave a position, if they have an anniversary. All you have to do is hit the like button. Hey, love that you were here for a year, Jessica. Hey, Carissa, um, it's, it's exciting to see you got a new job. Woo! And like just being present puts you on people's radars. You can share projects. Your coworkers will be talking about your job. And it's just a really simple way to kind of intro yourself into a small politics game, which we will get into the value of that at another point. But I don't want to overwhelm you with all of that. So I say all of this in kind of the how do I find my job, what are the avenues I can take like section of our little podcast we're doing to say that also jobs post stuff on LinkedIn all the time. Companies will post positions that open immediately and instead of filling out on their website, I worked here and I did this and you're copying and pasting your resume from the PDF you uploaded and you don't know why you have to do both. When companies post their job on LinkedIn, it's all there already. You just click apply and off you go. And you can see how long the job has been up, how many people have applied to that job. It's awesome. And then also sometimes when you're not even looking for work, interesting positions pop up that make you think, what would it take? Which makes you reevaluate how uh, fulfilled you are in your job. And it's just a nice little touch point to keep track of and look around in. Not to mention, you can follow brands that you find interesting and you might learn that they're looking for certain people where you didn't think, you weren't thinking about looking back at that position. It's just a really well-rounded place to spend a little bit of time once a week, twice a month, just check in on your LinkedIn, but be an all-star on it. 
And if you're a student, just connect with your teachers, connect with other students, because as everyone's networks grow, you never know who's going to know someone you want to know. And that's really important. And so it's just a great place to appear professional. And as creatives, I think we overlook that a lot. And if you're going to work within an industry, I think it's a very important tool that you could be utilizing. A lot of people are sleeping on. So take a look at LinkedIn. It is absolutely free. You don't need anything. You don't need to sign up for anything. You don't need to pay LinkedIn for their special perks to see who looked at your profile or whatever. And also, I met a recruiter from there that got me my current job. I wasn't even like looking for it yet. And I had only heard whispers of creative temp agencies. And then boom, all of a sudden, a recruiter was talking to me and placing me in companies like E-Trade and interviewing in a bunch of other spaces to like take a look at everything. And so that was wild to me. And I was trying to get out of Detroit, Michigan, and I was working a job I didn't enjoy, but the people I worked with were awesome. And we all kind of figured it out together. And that recruiter really freaking saved my hide, man. And it all was because of LinkedIn. So if you've got nothing to lose and you have some time, I really encourage you to just check it out. So those are kind of the big the big things, man. Like also, if you have a LinkedIn, link it on your resume. Like holy cow, because the deeper I get into my career, the more of an industry standard it seems to be. And depending on your career goals, it is a make or break for some people. LinkedIn essentially is like the new business card. Like, you know, in that movie, American Psycho, when they're like, oh, look at my business cards. Bah, bah, bah. They're all made, whatever. And they're all like, oh, so-and-so's card is better than mine. Like LinkedIn is kind of the digital version of that. But instead of looks of a business card, it's experience. And you know, it, it's a good litmus too to check out what everybody else does and to check yourself against your skill set and reassess your value all the time. So, oh man, I really like hawked a lot of goods there, huh? But uh, these are all tools that have helped me get where I am today and no one told me about them. I had to learn about them out in the wild. I had to have coworkers I happened to work with or I happened to be sat next to teach me about these things. So if you don't know it's out there, you don't know to check it out. So I really encourage you to check out those things for yourself. And even if you are in a job that you enjoy and you're just listening to this to just check against what you're doing and you don't have a LinkedIn, get one. And... (sighs) I just, I really can't say much more about it. Like, you just really need to get on there. (laughs) If college isn't defaulting you all to LinkedIn, like, they're fucking up, dude. Like, come on. So, that's pretty much everything. I really hope this this made sense to you. Because sometimes I think we all talk at the level we're at and not bringing people to our level. So, I really hope that this is helpful to you. Again, if you go over to the Patreon, it's the uh, the Creative Mentor <laughs> Patreon. Um, check out, I'm going to have links to temp agencies you can look at for yourself. Um, I'll put a link to LinkedIn, even though you can just Google it. I know you're all capable of that. And um, everything that you need in that regard. Um, there are premium tier levels if it's interesting to you. Um, the first one just kind of gives you access to 
the Patreon community. Um, what I'm hoping to do with that is build essentially a creative support group. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to creatives talk about toxic work environments and because it's their first job or they're scared of the creative stigma that's around our profession to leave and and they think they're not going to find anything better. I want this community to be... Um, you know, a support group to check ourselves against each other in this way and be encouraging for all of us. And there are going to be perspectives that I'm not going to know that other people will know way more about. And I just wanted to kind of be this community that exists where we can just help each other out and be resources for each other. And on top of that, you'll get these podcasts out um, a week earlier I have this little joke in my like little home office, which is in my entryway in my condominium because there's not space for a work from home office for me. Um, but I got a beta fish to just kind of stare at when you're like disassociating and thinking about what you're doing. Uh, his name's Brian and his full name is Brian, my administrative assistant. So um, he manages all of my calls. Um, <laughs> so it's Brian's coworker corner or whatever I named it. Um, we also, I know I throw a lot of information out at you and sometimes you don't want to like re-listen to the podcast over and over. Um, so another tier is that I just will have nice, pleasant, downloadable PDFs that go over the week. Um, so at the end of every week, you'll get a download for it and it'll cover the four subjects. I'm sorry, not every week, every month. So uh, the four subjects we cover through the month um at the end of the month you'll get a nice little pdf that kind of summarizes everything um, i'm gonna try to design it so that it's more like a workbook and you can either as a pdf write in it or you can print it out and write in it it's up to you um but like the questions i encourage you to explore and the resources i'm going to talk about um it'll be an interactive pdf with just clickable links and it's just i think it'll just be easier for everyone because there's just so much to show you and it'll just incorporate all the resources I bring up because sometimes it's just nice if someone does it for you. Or maybe you're one of those people that reads and remembers better than listens and remembers better. Um, so that's one of them. And then uh, I make stickers and that's just fun. So if you're into stickers, that's a tier. And then the last tier I have um, is a little bit of an experiment, but it's going to be... Um, more one-on-one -on -one access you'll get access to a specific email address where you can meet me or talk to me rather uh we are in a pandemic we're not meeting anybody um but if you have questions about your resume that are really specific or you kind of want a mini portfolio review or anything like that you have access to me to ask your questions and i can help you a little more personally in that way and also we can be linkedin buddies we can be connections you can look at my profile and and copy it and apply it to yourself all these things so that's kind of what i mean when i'm like there is some premium content on the patreon but for the most part if you don't want to pay for anything or you don't have two dollars that's totally fine i'm still gonna post the links for the things that i mentioned like where to find the salary guide what are good examples of portfolios from the reviews i've done what are the agencies you can work with to get temp work and all that stuff that'll never cost you a dime i'm not trying to put a paywall on information I'm just a really frustrated creative that went to freaking art school and no one gave me these resources after I specifically asked for them. So that's my spiel. That's the end. 
I hope you have a lovely evening and I'll see you next week when we talk about portfolio reviews. So get hyped.